these times and days is not times and days of lone rangers. Those days are gone. You have to be part of a bigger mission, bigger vision, bigger purpose, bigger group, bigger entity than yourself. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. This podcast interview is the audio version from a video interview that took place on martialartsmedia.com. For the full video and also to download the transcripts of this podcast, go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash five seven. That's the number five seven. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, this is George Free and welcome to another Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. I have a fantastic guest with me today all the way on the other side of the world in Texas, Master Zulfi Ahmed. How are you today, Zulfi? I'm wonderful, George. Thank you. I uh, appreciate you contacting me and a uh, pleasure to be on your show. All right, awesome. So we got to, just to uh, give this conversation a bit of context. So Zulfi is the Grandmaster from Bushi Ban International, 10th degree black belt, 45 years experience in martial arts. So. There's a lot that we can obviously gain from this call. So I guess we've got to start just right from the beginning to give a bit of context. How would you, <coughs> if, if someone has to ask you, who is Zulfi Ahmed, what would be your answer? <laughs> uh, Zulfi Ahmed, the short little man <laughs> who uh, was born and raised in Pakistan, uh, a country, third world country, and I migrated to United States of America in 1985, and I've been studying martial arts uh, since I was nine years old, so 45, 46 years in the martial arts, and I've studied all over the world. I've competed, fought, uh, uh, trained almost every every part of the world except Australia. So this is where I need to be heading soon. And um, I have my organization, uh, which is an international organization called Bushiban, International. Our headquarters is in Houston, Texas, Pasadena, Texas, to be precise. We have nine locations in the Pasadena, greater Houston area, and we have two more in uh, Connecticut and few affiliates in the United States and several schools and affiliates in Pakistan, uh, Bangladesh, India, uh, in that part of the world. The system which I teach is called Bushiban. It's my system of uh, development. I've studied many styles throughout my years and I'm still a student of the martial arts. I consider myself a ever going, ongoing student, ever lasting student of the martial arts. But study in the beginning I studied a system called Bando, Burmese Bando. It's a, a system from Myanmar and it has different branches. It's called Lethwe, which is the bare knuckle kickboxing, Banshe, which is the self-defense and weapons art, tying, which is the animal styles and classical art, Naban, which is the grappling art of uh, Burmese martial arts. 
And then I studied wrestling, Pakistani Indian wrestling when I was young. I've studied Muay Thai, Shotokan Karate, many, many styles. And uh, after studying for about 20 plus years, I developed my own system. And it's an ever evolving system. And uh, uh, that's the brief background. I've competed all over the United States and many different circuits from point type tournaments to full contact to MMA to grappling to jiu-jitsu to uh, you know kickboxing boxing you know so I've had a very well-rounded uh, learning experience I've had people from all different disciplines took turns beating me up so I've learned a lot <laughs> all right fantastic so so Zulfi, did, did did all this start? Because I mean, you've 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 got your your own system, and you've got nine locations in 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 the United States. How did how did that all start? Because I mean, you came from you came from Pakistan. Yes. Was was that was that the goal with the immigration, or were you already that far in your career when you were based in I, Pakistan? Uh, great question. I I already had many thousands of students in Pakistan. I came to United States for higher education. So I, I was enrolled in college and university here. I was enrolled in Bernard M. Burrow College of Business in New York City, 14 Lexington Avenue, had a little mini international scholarship. Plus I had I, I had an immigrant status. My sister, she's a pediatric oncologist, a cancer uh, a specialist for children. And my brother-in-law, who are citizens of the United States, they sponsored me for with a green card. So I, when I came to the United States, I was already a green card holder as an immigrant. But I came here to go to school. And I really didn't have much intention of staying for any longer than I needed to and going back. But I fell in love with the country, with the people. And the opportunity presented itself because I had still have thousands of students in Pakistan and then opportunity presented itself for me because martial arts is my love. It's my passion. It's my fire. It's my fuel. So, of course, I wanted to be in the United States, compete with the top of the line martial artists at that time in the whole wide world. So I jumped into the competition circuit. Uh, at that time, we had sports karate more prevalent about 34 years ago. Uh, very few other disciplines, but very scattered um, so whatever I could find, I jumped into that arena. And then I start, I opened my own little club teaching um, in daycares with little children. And then one thing led to another and started with a small school, went to a bigger school, bigger school, bigger school, and finally built and bought my own building of 24,000 square foot, which is the headquarters now. And as time went by, we had more schools, you know, um, we, at one time, we had up to 17 schools, and those, some of those schools are still active, but we, did not, we don't license them anymore. So they chose their own path. And uh, <clears throat> uh, so make a long story short, I came with the intent of finishing education and then see where my destiny leads me, and my destiny kept me here. And uh, never look back, don't regret it for a single day, love it. Love the people, love the country. Uh, I love my students, and I love the martial arts. So I'm a blessed, blessed human being. Fantastic. I'm. I'm always. Uh, I always love hearing a expat success story. As I'm from South Africa, and I'm living in 
in Perth. It's always good to hear when people, I find, I, I call it the expat advantage because expats yes. normally go and they, they go with a different mission <laughs> because, you know, they, they just got to make it work. So they I want to make it work. Yeah. So I want to know from you. So how, how do you, how did you go from, so, I mean, you know, we, we always talk on the show about schools and, and then marketing <laughs> and so forth. But I think a topic we don't explore that much is how do you, how do you take that next jump? You, you, you've, create, you've created the school and you've got a business. How do, you, how do you scale to the next level that you can open the next locations and, and I guess in a way start removing, taking a step back and letting other people lead? So, you know, if, you have, if, you have, if, if a person has deep belief, deep conviction, deep faith, deep passion, deep fire, you know, of what you do, you love, and then you keep doing that, things happen organically and things happen with planning. So you must let your destiny lead you and don't question it. You must be led by your passion to a point where you are willing and ready to sacrifice. And I'm a believer in faith and destiny and karma and you know we create your own luck uh, so what happens if you are if one not you one if one is passionate about and they believe strong enough and they're resilient and they don't give up and they are not greedy in the process then automatically the universe opens doors sometimes people come into your life because you attracted them and sometimes you go into people's life who you attracted and they attracted you and as long as you're aware of where your end point needs to be things will manifest themselves as long as you are true honest hardworking and you are committed to your goals and dreams you gotta have a dream then things will happen don't doubt things will happen uh, when I came here, I was passionate about my martial arts. Schooling was my parents' uh, direct directive to me more than my own, even though schooling is very important. And I did schooling, and I, I recommend everybody does get this schooling and degree because that's your plan A. Uh, but fortunately, my plan B became my plan A because I'm born to be a martial artist. My calling in life is martial art. And I've known that since I was, you know, an orange belt, since I was nine years old, that this is what I wanted to do throughout my rest of my life. And that comes through my mentors, my teachers who inspired me to live a lifestyle of martial arts. And then uh, being in the right time, right place with the right people, with the right mission, right purpose opens doors. So I wish I could give you a more strategic tactical answer do this do this do this do this but to me the best answer is just follow your dreams and don't give up and don't quit and keep believing and the right things will happen if you have the right intent if your intent is good if your intent is sincere the doors will open yourself just don't give up I hope that answer yeah that's 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 the better that's the better answer because it's it's always you know there's Tactical could change and it could be different for everyone. And I think everyone has yes. different strengths um, in what tactical things they need to do and not do. 
So yeah, that's 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 the better answer. Thanks, thanks, Dolphy. Thanks. So, so at at which point? I'll, I'll get to this this question in a minute. But where, where do you feel martial arts school <coughs> owners are going are going wrong in their path? I mean, we we really spoken about really following their their dreams and 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 setting that intention and and good karma and goals. But with with the martial arts school, uh, well, the martial arts industry just really at a at a big booming stage. Where do, where do you feel school owners are missing missing the boat with with their journey with their schools? Well, I can't answer for the martial arts individual industry. Um, I speak a lot in many different forums with uh, you know martial arts industry association, educational funding company, MA First. By the way, I'll be speaking at you know our mutual friend Fred De Palma's event in April. I think it's. Uh, 26, 27, 28, if I'm not mistaken. That's so great, Fred yeah. is a great friend of mine. And, um, you know, I, I have the utmost respect for him. And I'll be speaking at his uh, event. I'll be uh, speaking at many other events, uh, EFC event in uh, in England also in April. So the week before that, I'll be in UK speaking at the EFC uh, European Convention. So uh, basically what... The answer, what I want to say is, you know, you know that that the phases of learning and maturity is, you know, the, the four phases of learning is, you know, unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, you know, conscious competence and unconscious competence, competence. So you don't know what you don't know. And that's where a lot of martial arts school owners are. There's so much out there. They just don't know what they don't know. You know, I still don't know what a lot of things about. Uh, then there's martial artists who know that they don't know, which is a great, you know, uh, great stage to be at. And then there are martial artists who know that they don't know and they want to, you know, uh, pursue that, which is wonderful. And then it comes to a point where you know what you know, and then you don't know what you know because it's become second nature. So I believe our industry is going through that second and third phase. There are a lot of martial artists, they don't know that there's information, knowledge of business development, personal development, martial arts, entrepreneurship exist. You know, I'll give you an example. Tomorrow I have a mastermind here in Texas. I've got like Ken Penkovic. He traveled all the way from UK. He's got five schools there. I've got people coming from all over. And I've got local, local martial arts school owners coming in who have never been to a martial arts business development event. They just didn't know that something like this existed. So I think once we figure out that there's information out there to improve us and we take steps to go out and learn, and implementation is the key. Everybody learns it, everybody knows it, uh, everybody sits and takes note, but can you go and implement? So I think one thing which martial artists, uh, in this time and age, there's one school, one group, they don't know that we even exist, martial arts business educators. The second group is that they, they are information junkie. They love information, but they don't do anything with that. The third group is they go and they take what fits in their model and they implement it right away. 
like my friend Ken Ben. Ken is sitting here. He's the he soak it up and implement it. Then there are guys who who already have implemented. They just need reassurance. They need to know they're doing it right. You know, I go to these events to learn, and I go to these events. Let me give you a very honest answer. I go to these events to be humbled. When I see there are people who are doing much better than I am, it brings me back down to earth, because we are all kings in our own little kingdom. But when we go outside and we see, wow, these guys are, you know, kicking butts and taking names, and they are way beyond my aptitude, and it humbles me. And that humbleness makes me come back and say, oh, I thought I was this, you know, badass. Excuse the French. I've got a lot of work to do. So to me, you know, it humbles me because, you know, I believe most of us. Me included. We are driven by ego. We go. Martial artists have big egos. So once we let go of egos, we we will come back to earth and we'll do what we need to do to improve ourselves. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's my spiel on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. So, so Zulfi, if you had, if you had to, because there's there's a lot of unconscious competence that I, that I think I can't tap into and and it's it's hard for me actually to to get those those questions because i think you've got so much knowledge over 45 years that things that are common knowledge to you might be hard it would be hard to extract all that that information from you so let's let's put it this way if 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 you had to start this journey from from the beginning what do you what do you think you would do different or which path would you would you go on or would you change i would something? get Great question. I would get myself a mentor ASAP, a mentor or a group of mentors, or I would. These times and days is not times and days of lone rangers. Those days are gone. You have to be part of a bigger mission, bigger vision, bigger purpose, bigger group, bigger entity than yourself, because the student is more aware of what the martial art is and it presents and represents and can benefit now than 30 years ago. 30 years ago, as a lone ranger, I could have hundreds of students, but now as a lone ranger, I cannot compete with a stronger group of people who are united and they have more strength than you. So I would utilize, see a lot of this, where I'm at today, I did a lot on my own trial and error and failures, more failures than, you know, uh, victories. And then when I found some mentors, one of my great mentors is the great grandmaster, Dr. Mong Ji. He's 87 years old and he's the father of American Bondo Association. He mentored me, guided me, and that was a blessing to me. Uh, plus other mentors in other fields. So you've got to get yourself somebody who you respect and you feel can share with you through experience. Anybody can read a book and you know, reiterate the book and say what's in the book, but the years of knowledge, the experience cannot be replaced by what you read in a book or what you buy in a 299 program. It has to be lived and they have to live through trial and error to victories and failure and that's the mentor I would 
get immediately if I could find one. And if I could have somebody who, so that's the first thing I would do. Because when I came to America, my teacher was 10,000 miles away. I learned through trial and error and I learned to get beaten up. I would go to these tournaments, which I had totally different. I came from a different background and I went to do Texas style point karate where groin kicks were allowed and I got beaten up every weekend, but I didn't give up. I kept going back and going back and going back. Uh, so I learned through real failure. And then, you know, if I would have had a coach, mentor, teacher in the business and in, I would have been maybe 10 steps ahead, you know? So that that's what I would recommend everybody to get yourself a group of, great people, a mentor, build a little uh, <clears throat> sphere of influence, build your own inner circle of friends and mentors of like-minded pursuit, or get somebody who you believe can guide you. That's what I would do. Fantastic. <coughs> Fantastic. Zulfi, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the time and we, we're running close to, I know you've got another appointment to, to get to. I've, yes, I've got one, one question just be behind this. At, at what point did you decide to be, to start your own style and to start your own program? The the decision to start my style was when I was living in Pakistan and uh, I saw a rich cultural heritage of martial arts in Pakistan, which comes from India, Pakistan, in that region. <clears throat> and I was training in a foreign style, Burmese style. And I trained in Japanese style. I trained in Korean style. I trained in Thai style. And as a young person, I loved it. I still love training in every style, Brazilian, Thai, you know, Mongolian, every style. But I saw that there was really nothing which was representing the rich cultural martial arts of the region where I came from on an international level. Plus, I saw a gap of modern approach in those martial arts so you know some people are creative by nature some people uh, are tactical by nature so i feel that my personal creative uh invocation creative longing made me realize that i needed something number one to fulfill my uh needs and what I was getting through that system was great, still great is, I, I'm still trained with it, but there was something I wanted to improve and enhance. And when I saw the other system, there it was like piece of puzzle. So I was making my own puzzle with different pieces and putting my puzzle together. And that one of the key reasons for the, putting that puzzle together was at that time, national pride that I wanted a system which could be internationally recognized, which hails from that region of the world and then I wanted to give back to that part of the world more modern approach to what was going on in the other parts of the world where I was traveling to Hong Kong Philippines Thailand Malaysia Singapore Sri Lanka Nepal India when I was living in Pakistan and I was I was culminating these information and putting my pieces together and that was done on a selfish basis and it grew into be a wonderful system called Bushiban, and my student loved it, and it became a, we call it the supra, multidimensional system. It was not a linear system. 
like taekwondo might be linear just kicks but bushiban in those days before mma we were and i'm not taking any uh, credit but we were incorporating wrestling with muay thai we were incorporating karate with point karate with kickboxing we were incorporating pakistani wrestling with point karate takedowns we were incorporating naban burmese naban with taekwondo so <clears throat> it was evolving into what is mma now uh, it was kind of evolving in that manner and it was becoming a multi-dimensional system and what i was what i used to call it i used to say this is the tradition of the future traditional martial arts of the future one day people will adapt this martial arts because it has the past and the future combined together in a multi-dimensional way and we used to say you know modern practices traditional wisdom ancient wisdom compiled together so of course inspired by the late great bruce lee's thinking as a child you know young person i was read that and my own personal longing so bushiban became a born was born and it keeps evolving because i'm still evolving i'm the founder i'm the creator and i still evolve and my goal is to keep bringing that evolution and innovation and creation into my students lives wherever they are i love that awesome master zofi it's been awesome speaking to you and i'm looking forward to meeting you at in san diego this year so depending when you're watching this video so that's 26 to 28th i believe in in san diego at the main yes. event and yes. And Master Zolfi, where else can people find out more about about you and your networking and, and everything that, that you have going on? I would love, I love to connect with people. I love people. And um, I'm honored when somebody calls me. I, I, you know, I like to share. So if anybody who's hearing, you know, just give me a, give me a shout out. Uh, you, can, you can email me at Master Zolfi. Uh, one, no, it's a masterzofi at gmail.com or bushiban, B-U-S-H-I-B-A-N, dash, it's not an underscore, it's a dash, HQ, like headquarters, at juno.com, bushiban dash HQ or jun at juno.com. And uh, uh, if you don't mind, if I can uh, plug in, put a plug in for an event we are doing in Thailand, I, I've been hosting what we call the World Martial Arts Summit. Uh, for the past two years and it's in conjunction with the thai martial arts games and thai festival which starts on the 12th of march this this year and goes to the 18th of march so in the world martial arts summit which i run that aspect we have a sports karate tournament we have a grappling tournament nogi grappling tournament we have a mastermind where people like fred de palma you know, Ken Penkovic, uh, Hakan Manav, uh, myself, Master Kazi Kass, or Master Jeff Barley, you know, many, many prominent martial artists from all over the world, from United States, from India, from Australia, from UK, from Thailand, from Malaysia, from Pakistan, from Bangladesh, from India, many, many countries, they'll be there and we'll be brainstorming in different uh, martial arts business development. That, that's a mastermind. We also have the Asia Pacific Martial Arts Hall of Fame. It's an organization to uh, 
which we want to recognize top performers from Asia Pacific region. So I would love to hear from anybody who would like to go to the uh, event and you can log on to www.worldmartialartssummit.com worldmartialartssummit.com and I'll be in I'll be in Bangkok Thailand on the 7th of March till the uh, 19th of March then there's another event I will be teaching I'm the keynote speaker at the EFC uh, UK EFC uh, event which is uh, I think the 20th and 21st of April that's in UK England and then I'll be at the MA first uh, Kyoshi Fred De Palma's event in San Diego right after that so love to shake hands with all of you love to see you there and uh, looking forward to sharing uh, our information with you all fantastic Master Zulfi I'll have all those links in the transcript of this of this interview as well been great to connect with you all the way the other side of the world and look forward to meeting you in person. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Thank you, George. Pleasure meeting you and look forward to meeting you in person as well. Thank you. Prost. Speak soon. Prost. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Master Zulfi Ahmed. If you are enjoying these podcasts, if you are getting good value from it, the best thing that you can do for us is if you go to the iTunes podcast app and you can access the show from there and leave us a review. Give us a five stars up. That really helps the show. That really helps us uh, get up in the rankings and let other martial arts school owners, of course, get the valuable content that we put a lot of time and effort into. So I hope you can, hope you can do that for us. Much appreciated. Also, depending on when you're listening to this, we I will be speaking at the main event between 26th and 28th of April uh, 2018. So again, depending when you're listening to this. So that will be in San Diego. Um, if you would like to know more information about that, you can head over to the-main-event. And it would be awesome to see you there if you are within the United States. I, I'm traveling a good 24, 25 hours. So could be easy for you to reach from the United States. Anyway, thanks again. Got a few awesome interviews lined up, really ramping up the show again this year. So looking forward to bringing you awesome interviews and great value. If there's anything that we can do to help, need help with your marketing, then visit us on martialartsmedia.com. Thanks. Speak soon. We'll conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.